At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Here's our number three of the Look At right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And those of you guys are out west, and those of you guys are listening live as my producer, Jason Kahn, always likes to say, happy tomorrow as it just turned midnight and we've got a tremendous final hour here as we take a look at what we're going to be getting on Friday. And on top of that, we are going to be taking a look at the UFC as well as joining me here in the final hour. We're going to be joined by Dan Vreeland. He does a terrific job as a UFC handicapper over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So we're going to have some fun there talk about a little bit of what we're going to be getting this weekend with regards to uh, the uh, with regards to the UFC card. So we're going to have a good time there. And we're going to take a look at a little bit of baseball that we're going to be getting as well in the final segment. Going to put a little bit of a bow on everything that I do like for Friday as well. So if you missed my DK Nation pick, my thoughts with regards to what we're going to be getting in the NBA Finals Game 4, I'm going to be summing that up as well. So we've got you covered in a wide variety of things. And we've got you guys covered with regards to the MLB betting board. How about if we wind up going with a national game to start things off. This is 955-956. Pittsburgh Pirates are on the road facing off against the Atlanta Braves with Spencer Strider going for the Braves. And you've got Ron C. Contreras, who's going to be on the bump for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the Pirates are a pretty hefty underdog here. I'm seeing them as high as a plus 195, as low as a plus 180. And when it comes to Atlanta, find them anywhere between minus 205 and minus 220 with a total of 8.5. And, and when it came to the Pittsburgh Pirates, I needed a pretty hefty plus price here. I needed at least a plus 185 to be able to take a shot in. We have gotten there in most books. So I'm going to be taking a look at Pittsburgh with Contreras. He's someone that I actually really like. I think that he's got some upside. Hopefully the Pittsburgh Pirates don't wind up 
sending them off because they have been known to do that with some of their good young pitchers. But with Contreras, he's been able to come in. He's been able to lend some relatively solid innings and actually began this season out there in the bullpen. He's made three starts thus far and he's got a sub two ERA. Good swing and miss stuff. 10 strikeouts per nine innings. And you take a look at what he wound up doing at the minor league level this season, which I always like to do to try to see if it's able to be replicated. The walks were a little bit higher at the minor league level, but he was able to do a very solid job, especially when it came to the 2021 season. In 2022 here this year, walks were a little bit higher at the minor league level, but two seasons ago, he was able to do a better job there and has always been a very high strikeout guy. So I take a look at this stuff. It is pretty electric. And then on the flip side for the Atlanta Braves, you want to have a guy with some pretty electric stuff. That'd be Spencer Strider. I mean, Take a look at this guy and his strikeouts per nine rate among guys with at least 40 innings. One of the highest out there in Major League Baseball. 13 and a half punch outs per nine innings, but I almost feel like his stuff might be too good because he's having a tough time of having command. Five walks per nine innings. That is a little bit of an issue for him. And it has as a result, not allowed him to necessarily go deep in his starts. And when it comes to the Pittsburgh Pirates, what I think is just so intriguing about them is that they've got one of the strangest stats I've ever seen in my life because the Pirates, they're in the bottom half of the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. They're currently 17, so far from awful, far from terrific, and yet, out of their 23 wins thus far this season, 20 have come out of the bullpen. So this has not been a team that's been able to get you to the window with regards to the starting pitcher, so it's really been the bullpen has really had to come to the forefront. And for the Atlanta Braves, it's been a bullpen that's been a little bit up and down this season. Tyler Madzik has missed quite a bit of time, and yet despite that, they have a 307 ERA as a collective. That is number five out there in Major League Baseball. You've been able to have A.J. Minter do a solid job. Some of the veterans like Darren O'Day, Will Smith, these are not necessarily overly trustworthy guys, but the young guys, even like a Jackson Steven, who I wouldn't be surprised if they have him piggyback off of Spencer Strider because he's a little bit of a longer guy have been able to do a very good job for this team as well. For the Atlanta Braves, they've been able to do a nice job of being able to put back to ball when they've been at home. On the road, this has been a Braves team that has not necessarily been able to do the world's greatest job of being able to get on base, but at home, the Braves, they're averaging 1.4 home runs per game. That is second out there in the big leagues. And I mean, it's a pretty big home and road split with regards to their batting averages. This is a bunch that on the road, they're hitting right in the neighborhood about a 220-ish when they are away from home, and then at home, they're hitting a 252 as a collective. That's one of the better marks that you're going to find out there in the big leagues. So they've really been at their best when they've been in Atlanta, and as a result, over 60% of their home games have wound up going over the total. So makes it a little bit intriguing with regards to the handicap of the total. And I wound up saying my total a little bit north of nine. I do think that Contreras has solid stuff. I think that Strider has solid stuff, but I do think that the Braves are going to be able to get to Ron C. Contreras, and then on top of that with Spencer Strider, the walks. They just wind up piling up, and this is a Pittsburgh Pirates team that they don't necessarily have a lot of power. They don't have a single guy that's really given this team more than eight home runs this season. Jack Swiznitsky will be able to give you a little bit more power, but he's not a guy that necessarily gets on base too often. You've got Cabrian Hayes, who's been able to hit about a 285-ish, and then you've also had Michael Chavis be able to get on base. Daniel Vogelback, though, he's been dealing with some injuries. He wound up turning to the fold yesterday, but he's been regressing since a relatively decent start to the season. The bottom of the lineup in general for the Pittsburgh Pirates has not necessarily been so great, but when you wind up getting all those walks that Spencer Strider is issuing, and on top of that, Spencer Strider has never really been a starter before this. I think that he wound up having some starts at the minor league level, but he's being stretched out right now after he was 
being utilized primarily as a bullpen guy. And that takes a little bit of time for a guy to be able to just try to switch functions like that. It is a case in which I do think that it's going to be a little bit of rough sledding for him. So this is a spot in which I'm looking at the over and with the Pirates. I was willing to take them as long as I was getting north of a plus 185. We are out there at a lot of books finding this team north of that. So I'm going to be taking a look at Pittsburgh in this spot, and I'm going to be taking a look at an over when it comes to the National League as well. Another intriguing game is involving another National League Central team as we wind up going 957-958 on the bang board. As a matter of fact, both teams are from the Central as the Reds. They're on the road. They're facing off against the St. Louis Cardinals with Andre Pallanti getting his second career MLB start, and Luis Casio is going to be going for the Reds. Trollon's game across the board is an eight end. With the Reds, you're finding them between plus 115 and plus 126, and most places have St. Louis anywhere between about a minus 133 to a minus 140, and with the Reds, I think that we've got to be gauging this offense so differently home to road. This is a Reds team that, because of what we wound up seeing on Thursday, in 22 out of their last 24 home games, they have been able to put up at least four runs. The problem is, this is a game that is going to be played in St. Louis, and with the Cincinnati Reds, they're hitting a 2-0-3 on the road. The only team that is hitting worse than them on the road this year, that would be the Detroit Tigers, who are hitting a buck 99 and the Reds have the biggest split between their home and road batting averages, and the Colorado Rockies still exist. So when you've got bigger home and road splits than the Colorado Rockies, that's big because they're hitting a 269 at home. They're hitting a 203 on the road. And for St. Louis, I really like what they've been able to do with regards to some of their long guys. Andre Pallanti has been good. I think that they're trying to stretch out Genesis Cabrera a little bit more. He wanted going four innings in his last appearance. He looked relatively solid for this team. They need to give these younger guys a little bit more of an opportunity, in my opinion, rather than Drew Verhagen. They picked up Aaron Brooks, who was pitching out there in the KBO a few seasons ago. He has not necessarily been able to do a lot for this team. They wound up getting a lot of retread guys that they were pitching in places like the NPB, KBO. They haven't worked out, but the guys that they wound up having in their farm system that they wound up utilizing out of the bullpen, these are the guys that are really working out for them. And what else is working out for the St. Louis Cardinals? The fact that they wound up trading for Paul Goldschmidt a few seasons ago. He's right now hitting a 340 with north of a 400 on base. He's right now a guy that if we were to hold the NL MVP voting right now, I would honestly put him second. I think that Mookie Betts deserves to be number one right now, but I would have at number two Paul Goldschmidt. He has been that good for this team. And you take a look at what you're able to get around him. Got a lot of guys that are also able to get on base. Tommy Edmond has been able to hit a 280. Ben Nolan Gorman hitting right around a 300. Brendan Donovan in that pocket as well. So, You've got a lot of guys for the Cardinals that are able to get on base now. Luis Castillo has been able to do a very solid job since coming off the injury list. Right around a 3.55 ERA. Someone that throughout his career has always had a little bit of a difficult time with the walks thus far this season. A little bit over three walks per nine innings. So passable. You'd like to see it be a little bit lower, but passable. And then with regards to opponents, batting average or inning, just a duo. Three off of them. Stuff is relatively electric. He's given up just three home runs in 33 innings. Strikeouts per nine rate. A little bit north of nine, so he's been able to do a good job there. And what I think is relatively surprising about Luis Castillo, and it's a small sample size. I think that this is going to iron out, but throughout his career, he's always been a much better home pitcher than a road pitcher. Look no further than 2021, 318 home ERA, 487 road ERA. Thus far this season, he's got more around a 450 home ERA. His road ERA is sub three, so I do think that that's something to take a look at. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression, but with the Reds, I do think that there's going to be positive progression when it comes to the way that they are hitting on the road, because, I mean, you take a look at it, and they 
it's just almost impossible. They did 269 at home and a 203 on the road. I think that they're going to regress at home. I think that they're going to progress on the road, especially with knowing that there was a couple of injuries towards the beginning of the season for the Reds. They have a deal with Mike Boussakis being in and out of the fold all season long, but we all recall Joey Votto at the beginning of the season. He had a very, very cataclysmically bad start. He has come back, and he's looked relatively solid in recent games for the Cincinnati Reds. Brandon Drury has really been the main concept for the team in regards to power. He's got a double-digit amount of homers home and road. He's been able to do a solid job with that regard, so I do think that he's going to be able to step up, and he's going to continue to be solid. Albert Mora Jr. is sitting right around 300 for the team. Matt Reynolds, he's been able to above a 270 for this bunch, so you do have guys getting on base for the Reds, but with the Reds, while the St. Louis Cardinals have a top 10 bullpen ERA, they've got a bottom 10 bullpen ERA. Art Warren has not been good for the team under Strickland. They do have two guys in Alexis Diaz and Jeff Hoffman that have been relatively trustworthy, and I believe that both of these guys should be ready to go in this one, so that's going to be able to help them out a little bit, but I do think that Andre Pallanti is going to be able to lend a relatively solid start here, and I do think that those Reds home and road splits, they're going to even out a little bit, but I do think that there is something to them. I did wind up saying my total below an 8, so I'm going to be taking a look at it under in this spot. And with the cards, was willing to lay up to a minus 153. Pallanti, mostly out of the bullpen, sub-150 ERA. Not a guy that gets a ton of strikeouts, but is able to be relatively steady. Doesn't wind up putting guys on cheaply. So I like the under, and I do like the St. Louis Cardinals. And I absolutely love being able to take a look at just so many different markets. We're going to be talking a little bit of UFC next with Dan Freeland. He does a great job with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we got ourselves a great card that is going to be coming up this weekend. So we're going to be chatting with it about him. We're going to be chatting with him about it next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. 
Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. CityCasts are available for Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever your podcast says it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be joined by our guest as it is going to be an absolutely tremendous UFC card this weekend, and Dan Freeland does a great job of taking a look at all of it and so much more at the Gambling Podcast Network. And you're able to file, follow Dan on Twitter at Gumby Vreeland. That is U-M-B-Y, and then his last name, Vreeland. And Dan, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Great to have you aboard. And obviously, the title fights are the ones that typically get a lot of the attention, but I know that you wound up telling me that there is a lot of underdogs that you like, including one that wound up catching my eye a little bit as well. You've got Jake Matthews right now in a lot of spots. He opened up right around about a plus 145, plus 140-ish, and this is down on him to right around a plus 130. What is it that's really catching your eye with him? Because I think that this is one of the more interesting underdogs on the card for Saturday. Yeah, I agree entirely. I I think part of what is driving his number up so high is the fact that Andre Fialo has fought so many times this year. This is going to be his fourth fight in the UFC. So there's all kinds of recency bias on how well he's looked because he's fought guys like Miguel Baeza and he fought Andre or uh, Michael Michelle Pereira rather. And he's just a guy who looks really impressive when he wins. You know, we've seen him with some big knockouts. And I think that is just entirely driving the price because we, we've seen Jake Matthews in the UFC since 2014. He's got great grappling. He's able to ground his opponents out really easily. And that's part of the game we haven't seen from Fialo at the highest level. So, yeah, I really see a big spot here for Jake Matthews to take Fialo down, control him, maybe not necessarily get the finish, but with a number like that just on the, the money line, I, I think there's tons of value there. Yep, absolutely. And then there are quite a few underdogs on the card that I think are going to be intriguing. I don't know if I can necessarily get behind Fading Vlatina Shevchenko at north of $4. That would be very, very bold right there with the way that she has been so dominant over the years. But how about if we take a look at another female fighter in Na Liang? She is going to be taking on Silvana gomez Juarez Right now, we're finding her right around a plus 120-ish. And I think that this one is intriguing as well. Right now, the round prop, by the way, is at one and a half right now, shaded to the over. But I think that this could be a really interesting fight as well, which might be able to get a little bit of plus money on. 
Yeah, I agree with you entirely. I, I love Na Liang. I, I think a lot of people saw that she got exhausted in that first fight and don't have a lot of faith in what she can do in the second one. But you have to remember, she's only 20 years old. She she had a really, really, really tough first round in that first fight, but looked phenomenal. She was controlling the action. She's got great submissions. And she happens to be fighting Savannah Gomez Juarez, a fighter who has been submitted twice in the UFC already. So we got a submission artist fighting somebody who gets submitted and somehow is coming in at a plus number. And if you like that submission prop too, you can find it right now, right around plus 200. So th there's even more of a chance there to multiply your money. Yeah, I think that that is going to be a really intriguing fight as well. And I mean, we really do have a lot of female fighters on the card for Saturday. I think that we're going to get some good ones, including JJ Joanna Jerzejczyk. She's going to be taking on Wally Zhang and Right now we're finding JJ finding herself right around about a plus 140 to a plus 150. Really intriguing because, I mean, look no further than 24 months ago. She was one of the most dominant fighters on earth. And now she's really fallen off a little bit. But I think that setting her right around about a plus 140 to a plus 150 might be a little bit too much disrespect to her in this spot. Yeah, I, I think this fight winds up being lined pretty correctly for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, the layoff for Jan Jacek. We, we haven't seen her in the cage in a really long time. So as a result, we, we don't know what she looks like making adjustments off of that last loss. And, and we've seen Wang Lei Jay Lee, whereas she didn't look 100% great in her last couple of fights. But at the same time, you know, she's been in there and we've gotten a good look at her. So I, I think that plays into it somewhat. I also think since it's a rematch of their last fight, it always tips to the victor the first time, even though it was razor close. But in addition to that, I actually think a three-round fight really favors Wei Li Zhang because she comes out a little bit harder than Yoani Jacek, somebody who comes from a Muay Thai style, sometimes has a little bit more of a feeling out process, whereas Wei Li Zhang is a fighter who throws big, heavy shots. We've seen her finish a fight in just about a minute against champion Jessica Andrade, so it's easy to see how she might be able to jump out a little bit more on Joanna on Jacek and really take control of this fight. And in a three round fight, you, you give up that first round, you're really fighting an uphill battle, especially when you're going to have a lot of the close rounds like these two did the first time around. So I think it winds up being lined right around correctly here. It doesn't give me super excitement to place on either side, because like you said, Joanna on Jacek is a former champion. She was so dominant so recently and Wei Li Zhang, you know, we know she has the power. We know she can beat Yuan Yan Jacek. So, um, yeah, like, you know, you, you said the line is right around plus 140, plus 145 for Yuan. That's coming back at like negative 170 at Wei Li Zhang. You know, I, I don't love either of those numbers personally, but I will say it's going to be a super exciting fight. And I'm keeping an eye on whether or not that line moves by fight time. Yep, that is going to be one of the main fights that we wind up seeing on Saturday. And really the big ticket fight that we're going to be seeing. That'd be Glover Teixeira. He's right now finding himself right around plus 170, plus 175, Jerry Projaka. He's finding himself as right around a $2 favorite. And I think that this is so interesting because Teixeira, it feels like he's got one of the most strange careers that we've ever seen. I mean, he's been so up and down throughout his entire career. Now he finds himself on another main card. How do you wind up taking a look at this one? Because with Teixeira, I feel like he's one of the more interesting guys to gauge because you could wind up seeing a wide variety of different things from him. He's had his ups and his downs. So I think that this is going to be a very good fight to take a look at. Yeah, it's so hard to talk about Glover Teixeira because, you know, you're right. He's 42 years old at this point in time. We've seen the ups. We've seen the downs. We've seen him look so damn good. And we've seen him, you know, when he's grappling, 
he can't be touched, right? Like he's so impressive. He what he did to Jan Blankovic to take the belt, it, it just gives you so much hope for what he could do here with Yuri Prohashka. But Yuri Prohashka is an absolutely a different animal in there, right? He's a guy who manages distance better than most of the fighters that Glover Teixeira has seen at 205, which is the thing that worries me a little bit about this fight, right? Jan Blankovic throws the same kind of combinations. We know he's looking to set up that legendary Polish power with the hooks. Glover Teixeira knew that as well and knew how to get on the inside of it. Yuri Prohashka is not able to be timed. He's not a guy who you can just know what type of strike he's going to throw because he's going to throw the kitchen sink at you. So I think the fact that he does that, the fact that he sometimes you know has the really good footwork to maintain distance, that worries me a lot with Glover Teixeira. With that being said, there's a lot of good betting spots on this this fight right here because it's not just, you know, looking at the money line and deciding whether or not you want to lay it, Yuri Prohashka right around negative 200 or, you know, Glover Teixeira with that nice dog money. But the, the other really nice thing that you get in this fight is there's loads of props that are really great. Glover Teixeira being a submission artist, giving 25 minutes for, of a chance to finish Yuri Prohashka, you can get that around plus 500. If he wins this fight... It's probably going to be that way. He's not going to grind out a 25-minute decision. I, I don't think he's got the energy to do it at his age. And, you know, we, we haven't seen him go 25 minutes. So, yeah, I, I think Glover to share a prop at plus 500 is a nice way to cover yourself if you are betting the Yuri Prohashka side. And I'll also say this. I, I like Yuri Prohashka to finish by knockout. He's done it in both of his UFC fights so far. You're getting that right around even money or a little bit on the, the negative side. But it's really not all that bad when you consider the fact that Again, it's kind of unlikely that Glover Teixeira takes him 25 minutes. So I like the hands of Yuri Prohashka. I like the submission skills of Glover Teixeira. And it's a way, you know, perhaps to get a little uh, skin on both sides of this fight. And you bring up something so interesting as well, because how many five-round fights do you see with a round prop of one and a half? Now, it shaded a little <laughs> bit to the over. I don't know if you've got any take here, but I can't remember the last time I've seen a five-round fight be lined at one and a half with regards to the round prop. That is something that you just don't see very often. Yeah, especially outside of the heavyweight division, right? Like sometimes you see that that in the heavyweight division when you know, you know, Francis Ngannou is going to come in here and just throw absolute bombs for, uh, you know, however long it lasts. But I think that that speaks to just how good Yuri Prohashka is with his hands. We've seen him finish a lot of fights and not just in the UFC because he's only been in the UFC for two fights. But the guy's got a wealth of experience that we saw in Ryzen out in Japan it also speaks to the submission skills of Glover Teixeira. The guy gets it done quick. If it hits the mat, it could be over at any time. So I think when you talk about having two opponents with a skill set, and particularly one skill set each, that's so impressive and so different than their opponent. You know, like you said, it is, I think I favor the under here. I think I favor under a round and a half because these two just absolutely have each other's numbers in that one skill set. And if you like the under, you're able to get plus money on it right now as well. And we got about 45 seconds left. Is there any other fight that you're taking a look at maybe on the undercard that is really catching your eye? Yeah, I, I mean, I've always got a fight with Jack Della Maddalena circled. Uh, we saw him on the Contender Series last fall. He is an explosive striker. He's a guy who I've got a lot of faith in. He's fighting Ramazan Amiev. Uh, right now, I'm seeing Jack Della right around negative 160. And, and really, I, I think that that's a great spot because... I don't think Ramazan Amiyev has the takedown skills to get to uh, Jack Della Maddalena's legs. And in addition to that, I think he's completely outclassed on the feet. So we're looking at a fight where as long as he keeps his feet, I think Jack Della Maddalena absolutely rolls at negative 160. We're going to have an absolutely tremendous card for UFC 275 on Saturday. And Dan, I know you've done a great job breaking it down. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. 
Thank you again for having me. Going to be a great time watching UFC 275 this weekend. And coming up next, it'll be a great time taking a look at Major League Baseball on Friday right here on VSIN, Esports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The third major of the golf season is here, and you can get in on the action with the Doers Major Championship Challenge draft in two free to play golf contests. One classic and one four-round showdown to be able to compete for your share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Doers now to play for free as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson. Absolutely tremendous stuff there in the last segment with Dan Vreeland being able to take a look at the UFC card that we've got coming up this weekend. And it's going to be a good one. And by the way, it could be happening out there in Singapore as well. So little bit of a different location there should be a lot of fun to take a look at that and dan does a terrific job taking a look at all things combat sports so a big thanks him for joining me in the last segment now we've got a lot with regards to the mlb betting card to take a look at for for friday as well so let's dive in there and just one little disclaimer here if you're taking a look for the angels versus the mets game gonna be finding this one off the board because we just don't know the angels are going to be starting in it will be for the Seattle Mariners, Marco Gonzalez, going against Rich Hill right now. That was just added to the betting board. But as of right now, not seeing any numbers on that game. If any wind up coming along in the final 30 minutes or shit, so of this show, going to be passing those along to you. But expect that number to be up a little bit later on during the AM. But how about if we take a look at an intriguing National League game between a guy that has been as steady as they come with regards to starters. As we go 959-960 here with the Colorado Rockies on the road against the San Diego Padres with Joe Musgrove going for the Padres and Chad Cool going for the Colorado Rockies. Still on this game. Most places you're finding it as 7.5. Lone 7 I'm finding is right here where I sit at Circa. And with Joe Musgrove and company finding the Padres anywhere between a minus 250 to a minus 160. Meanwhile, plus 210 to plus 220 is what you've got with the Colorado Rockies. And what I'm taking a look at here is a run line. Right now with the Padres, you're finding that run line between minus 110 to minus 115. I typically don't like to lay a lot of run lines when it comes to a team that is at home, but I'm willing to do it here with Joe Musgrove. I'm making them a more around minus 125 to minus 130 favorite in terms of the run line. And the reason why is because Joe Musgrove has been just absolutely tremendous at being able to consistently night in and night out give this Padres some tremendous starts as he has went at least six innings in every one of his starts this season. That is the best and the just most consistent streak of any player that has made at least 10 starts thus far this season. So he's come up. He has been nails for the team. Buck 64 ERA. Giving up a half home run per nine innings. 1.9 walks per nine innings. Some good swing and miss stuff. Not necessarily like anything where he's getting double digit strikeouts per nine innings. But right around nine strikeouts per nine innings. Um, you're certainly going to be living with that. And you take a look at what he's been able to do in San Diego this season, which we know a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Buck 73 ERA across his four starts. And opponents in general are hitting below the Mendoza line of 200 off of them. And then you take a look at Chad Cool, And it's been intriguing to take a look at him because, I mean, this is a Colorado Rockies team that they were able to get a win as a very big plus-money underdog against the San Francisco Giants. Clearly just not the same Giants team that we wound up seeing from a season ago. But Cool has come in and... Been able to provide a 3170 ERA, 4-2 record. He was with the Pittsburgh Pirates last season, and I would argue that the Pirates maybe didn't utilize him the way that he should have been, but you take a look at what he's been able to do on the road thus far this season, right around a 313 ERA. Guy that does a solid job of being able to keep the ball in the yard as well. So I do think that he's gonna come out. 
going to be able to give you a relatively solid start, but where this winds up really going just down the toilet bowl, in my opinion, for the Colorado Rockies bullpen. Dead last in terms of bullpen ERA. And it's not just at home, because as we know, at Coors Field, ball just winds up flying. You're at elevation. That's going to hurt any team's ERA in general, but they're the only team, really, other than the Cincinnati Reds, that currently has north of a 4-8 bullpen ERA. And it's been a big issue for them. And it hasn't even necessarily been the deep ball that's really been hurting them. They're just giving up a lot of general contact. Opponents are getting a 255 off of this bullpen. Guys like Robert Stevenson, Carlos Aceves, they just have not been able to come in and have been able to do a relatively solid job. And that could be a big reason why we have seen the total wind up going a little bit upward. A lot of places open this up a little bit closer to seven. Right now, we're seeing a lot of seven halves come about. And I am actually going to be taking a look at an under because with the Colorado Rockies, on top of them being a little bit inconsistent with their pitching, home to road, you also want to be taking a look at them with regards to just being able to get on base home to road as well, because this is a bunch that at home, they're hitting a 275. That is the best home batting average out there in the big leagues. On the road, that's a 238, which honestly for this season is not actually too bad, but certainly has been a rather big fall off. That's a fall off of right around 37, 38 points. Um, always something to take a look at there. And for the Padres, it's not necessarily been a bullpen that has been absolutely lights out or anything like that, but the San Diego Padres seem to be finding their way with regards to their bullpen. They're in the top half of the big leagues with this regard, Taylor Rogers. Other than when he wanted facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates, he's been able to do a solid job. Nobel Crisman is able to give you some innings that have been relatively solid. Craig Salmon is someone that I like out there in the bullpen for this team as well. And with the Colorado Rockies, you just need to get some of these guys to be able to even out a little bit on the road. Like C.J. Crone. He's right now a guy that's in the top 15, according to a lot of people, with regards to his MVP candidacy. He's got 14 home runs this year. 10 of them have come at home, sitting north of a 375 at home, barely above the Mendoza line of 200 on the road. So that, I think, is really hurting the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies have always been a team that you want to back a little bit more at home than you do on the road. And I think that that's the case here. And I think that Joe Musgrove continued to be just as dominant as he's been all season long. I'm taking a look at this total under, and I look at the Padres, and I think that they should be able to win this game by multiple runs. So I'm going to be taking a look at them on the run line. This is one that we wanted to see just come onto the board here at Circa. There's a lot of places that this will probably be inserted in the AM. Heck, I'm taking a look at places like DraftKings and other books around Las Vegas, and I'm not seeing this on the board, but here at Circa, we've got a number as we got the LA Dodgers facing off against the San Francisco Giants. Reason why this game was off the board is because the bookmakers were unsure if it was going to be Jacob Junis who would be getting the start or if there would be a bullpen game because it looks like there's a bullpen game forthcoming with the San Francisco Giants. I believe it was Alex Cobb that they wound up having to place on the injured list. So that has caused for a little bit of confusion there, but it is going to be Junis going for the San Francisco Giants. And as of right now, playing the Dodgers as a minus 140 road favorite with a total of 8.5 shaded to the under end. It's been really interesting to take a look at Walker Buehler, and this is something that I talked about with Daniel Avari on my Baseball Betting Show podcast, which you will find that wherever you find your podcast. As a matter of fact, one for today, wound up uploading about 35 minutes ago. I'll be putting in the highlights of all the games once I wind up getting off air here, but you do take a look at this Dodgers team, and they've been really doing their best work on the road, which it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me because with Los Angeles, I mean, Chavez Ravine is not necessarily a ballpark that is overly hitter-friendly or anything like that, but, I mean, this has been a squad that has an ERA that is significantly lower at home or on the road than it is at home, and, I mean, the textbook example of this has been Walker Buehler. 
He's got an ERA that is sub-2 on the road at home. It is well north of 4. It just really doesn't make a lot of sense because you may recall Walker Buehler a few weeks ago, he wound up having a complete game shutout against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And, and take a look at this LA Dodgers team on the road. They've got a 2.43 ERA with even that bad start that they wound up having against the Chicago White Sox on Thursday. That is by far the best out there in the big leagues. Meanwhile, they're number 15 in terms of home ERA at a 3.60. And it's been this case with the bullpen as well. And when it comes to the Dodgers bullpen, it's been the shall we say, no-name guys that have been able to step up for the team because Blake Tryon has been hurt for this much. Craig Kimbrell, he is currently out of the fold. He's been dealing with some ailments, and even when he's been out there, he's not been too terrific, but someone like a Yancey Almonte as a sub-2 ERA. Alex Vesia, sub-3 ERA. Evan Phillips has come in. He's been relatively trustworthy for this team, and the bigger-name guys, even someone like a Broussard or Gradrol, have not necessarily been so terrific. And for the LA Dodgers, right now, they've got, in my opinion, the MVP of the league on their team, and Mookie Betts, 16 home runs, Hitting a 300 at the leadoff spot. This guy has been absolutely spectacular. You do need a few guys to be able to pick it up, though. Max Muncy being able to get a home run on Thursday. You got to figure that that's going to be able to get him going a little bit more. But he's had a relatively rough year. Justin Turner has had his ups and downs this season. And Cody Bellinger, for the second straight year, he just has not been able to find it. You got to wonder how much that shoulder injury that he wound up taking in the World Series of 2020 is still affecting him. Because ever since then, he just has not been the same guy. So... I think that that's something to take a look at. And then for the San Francisco Giants, it's been a bullpen that has not been the same this year as opposed to last season. I think that Buster Posey being out of the fold, that has costed them quite a bit. But Jacob Junis, he's been a good reclamation project for this team. Right around a 250 ERA, less than home run, give it up per nine innings. He's been able to do a relatively solid job at home. And this is a Giants team that they're getting on base. Luis Gonzalez has been laid above a 300 for this team. You've had Mikey Strumsky giving you right around a 365 on base. Actually lost for the first time. Since the calendar year of 2020 with Logan Webb pitching at home, they were on an 18-game winning streak going into what we wound up seeing on Thursday. So I do think that they are going to come out. I do think that they are going to look to avenge that loss with the San Francisco Giants. They're right around 252 at home, so they've been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to get on base. Power numbers are down, but Jack Peterson has been able to give you 13 home runs. He's done a nice job for this team, and I take a look at this bullpen. I do think that... Guys are going to be able to pick it up. Jarlon Garcia along Camilio Duvall have been the main constants for this team, but Jose Alvarez got off to a relatively rough start to the season. You wind up having Dominique Leon, Zach Liddell deal with a couple of injuries along Jake McGee. These guys are now back at the fold, so I do think that things are going to start to iron out with regards to this Giants bullpen. If I'm able to get, I would say, anything north of a plus 125, which right now Circa has a plus 128, it's going to be a take for me on the Giants, and I want to take my total a little bit below eight. So the eight and a half that I'm seeing right now, I'd be taking a look at that total under. And in the final segment here of the look at, we're going to be taking a look at just what I all like on Friday. Give you guys a little bit with regards to the NBA finals. Give out my DK Nation pick with regards to baseball as well. That's up next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for just $39. You get everything that VSIN has to offer now through the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content here in the business at VSIN.com. We've got you covered, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke, his daily best bets in the MLB. John Von Tobel has you covered on the NBA throughout the finals. Andy McNeil, he's got you covered with regards to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We've got lots of preseason NFL coverage as well, not to mention premium articles and best bets when it comes to golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full decent experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and live video streaming costs is just $39 to be a subscriber. Now through July 31st, that is at vcin.com slash summer to be able to sign up as it is the final segment here of the look at on vcin, the sports banking network. If you're listening to me live, well, you're going to get three more hours of Greg Peterson, which I don't know whether to say you're welcome or I am sorry. One of those two probably is what I should be issuing there. But with that said, that's going to be coming up. And if you're listening to the replay, follow the money. Going to be coming your way. 4 to 7 a.m. Pacific time, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Guys, always bring it. So you're in for another great episode there. And when it comes to what we're taking a look at for Friday, what I'm taking a look at with regards to Ball Diamond, we're going to be taking a look at a game in the American League. How about if we wind up going 971, 972 on the bang board? The Tampa Bay Rays, they're going to be on the road facing off against the Minnesota Twins in a close to pick em game. The Rays are finding themselves a slight favorite between minus 105 and minus 115. And with the Minnesota Twins, going to be finding them as good as a plus 105-ish, as bad as right around 
about a minus 105, and total on this game is 8.5 in most spots, shading a little bit to the under. And when it comes to the situation, I did wind up making the DK Nation pick on the Tampa Bay Rays. I was willing to lay closer to about a minus 130 in this spot. Drew Rasmussen has been able to come in. He's been able to do a relatively solid job, giving up right around 2.3 walks, plus at a home run per nine innings. So he's been relatively steady. And you take a look at him ever since he wound up getting promoted into the starting rotation towards the back half last season. He's made 21 total starts these last two years, and he's given up more than three earned runs just once. So he's been able to do a nice job being able to deliver just constant production for the team. And then you take a look at Devin Smeltzer on the flip side. He has given up two runs or fewer in all five of his starts thus far this season, but he is not getting any swings and misses whatsoever. This is someone that has been getting just 4.2 strikeouts per nine innings. And as a result, even though he's got a buck 93 ERA, fielding independent, that's more around a 378. So I do think that the regression monster is going to catch up to him. And on top of that, you've got a bullpen that it is absolutely text. When it comes to this Minnesota Twins team, seven out of their last eight games, they have had the starter go five innings or fewer, so that's a little bit of an issue for them. And the Tampa Bay Rays, they've been able to generate more runs on the road than they have been able to at home. 4.6 runs per game on the road, more like four runs per game at home, which, if you know about the drop, certainly is a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark. It certainly is a little bit strange to play there, but the Tampa Bay Rays have quite a few guys that have been able to get on base. Randy Rosarena over the last three days hitting just below 300. G-Man Choi has been able to about a 270. Manuel Bergo right around a 380 on base above a 300 with regards to batting average. The power hasn't necessarily been there with the Tampa Bay Rays like it has been in past years. Brandon Lau has been dealing with an injury. Mike Zanino who wound up hitting 30-plus home runs last season. He hasn't necessarily been able to do too terrific a job. And for the Minnesota Twins, I mean, the offense is starting to come to the forefront. If you're looking to take the Tampa Bay Rays like I am, the one, one trepidation you got to have is that Brian Buxton all of a sudden looks terrific. He wound up having a pair of home runs in that loss that they wound up taking against the New York Yankees. He's one of the best players in the big leagues, in my opinion, when he's fully healthy. You could tell that throughout the month of May, he was not. He wound up having a stretch of 12 games throughout, I would say, the middle of May is the best way to be able to put it. Once he wound up having a combined three hits in those 12 games, he has been able to shake out of it ever since then. I think that he was trying to play a little bit injured. Now he's a little bit closer to 100% production back out there. You've been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Max Kepler, but having Trevor Larnage back has been able to help out this team. And Luis Rice, one of the most underrated players and just getting on base in general. Right around a 450 on base for this Minnesota Twins team. Right around a 345 batting average. But when it comes to the Twins, you've got your... I shall say trustworthy bullpen pieces. Someone like a Yohan Duran has been able to do a solid job. He wound up getting used up yesterday. Giovanni Moran wound up getting used up yesterday. And you're dealing with an injury to Ori Alcala, Emilio Pagan. He's currently out of the fold as well. So that's not necessarily too terrific. And for the race, they're number seven in the league in terms of bullpen area now. They themselves are dealing with a pretty bad injury in JP Fire. I said a guy that has not allowed a single earned run all season long. He is going to be out of the fold, but... You still have Jason Adam. He wound up getting used yesterday, but used for fewer than 10 pitches. So he could wind up coming back in this game. You've been able to have some good production. I've got a calm pooch. You're able to look at someone like a Matt Weisler. These guys with sub three ERAs have been terrific. And Jalen Beeks, if needed, he's got a sub two ERA. He has been absolutely masterful for the Tampa Bay Rays team as well. So I do take a look at this one. And I do think that the Rays have a relatively nice leg up here. The Minnesota Twins are coming off of a pretty harebrained series against the New York Yankees, in which we wound up seeing 17 games in the final game of that series wind up being belted and I do think that this 8.5 total, it is a little bit more representative of what we're going to see. We've seen the Twins play some very low-scoring games, some very high-scoring games. I do think that the baseball is being affected quite a bit by weather. Now it's starting to heat up out there in the state of Minnesota. And just really, 
the Midwest, the Northeast in general, which is why I do think that you're starting to see some of these higher totals. And I did wind up saying my total at 8.6. I do think that the Twins are going to be able to hit Drew Rasmussen a little bit here as Rasmussen, he does have right around a five-ish ERA on the road. He's been a little bit better at home. But that said, I think that the regression monster is here and it's going to take Devin Smeltzer for a ride. So I'm looking at the over DK Nation pick going to be on the Tampa Bay Rays money line. And then when it comes to NBA Finals Game 4, I am still steadfast in thinking that the Warriors are going to be able to pull out this series. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier on during the show. If you've been looking at the NBA Finals, it's been really best to either lay the points with the favorite or you wind up taking the money line underdog. Now, of course, now that I say this, it's probably going to be a game that winds up landing like two or three. But that said, there, we really haven't seen too many games land on the spread. And I do think that this is a good spot for the Golden State Warriors. I personally want to take a look at this in-game just because with Steph Curry, he said that he's going to play in. There's no reason I think that Steph Curry is not going to play. Robert Williams is questionable for this game as well for the Boston Celtics. It's the NBA Finals. There's really no tomorrow after this series. you got to believe that these guys are going to be out there. They're going to be giving it their all. I don't think that there's any reason to believe that either of these guys are going to be out of the fold. But you do take a look at this spot. And with the Golden State Warriors, they have won at least one road playoff game in every single playoff series that Steve Kerr has coached his team for. I think that there is a lot of credence in this. There's always a lot of overreaction when it comes to any series. I mean, you know, take a look at the NHL. We wound up having a big, giant overreaction with the with the New York Rangers. Now, they're one game away from elimination. You just see it year in and year out. It's just sort of human nature that you want to be responding to what you wound up seeing last. And what we wound up seeing last is the Golden State Warriors in the final 755 of that game. They made the Boston Celtics look like the Virginia Cavaliers and that they only wound up scoring four points in those final 755. But... I do think that the Warriors are going to be able to step up a little bit more, and I do think that what is going to be key for the Golden State Warriors, doing a better job on the glass, because we wound up seeing it in that Game 3 loss. The Golden State Warriors, they wound up getting over-doubled with regards to the offensive rebounds of Austin Celtics. They were able to get those second chances, and that wound up proving to be very big, and I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression for what we wound up seeing out of some of the three-point shooting that we've gotten just in general with the Boston Celtics. You may recall in Game 1, Al Horford wound up having that just absolutely immaculate game. And then you wound up having Jalen Brown in Game 3. He really went out. He went 4 of 8 from three-point range. I mean, Jalen Brown, no doubt. You can expect it a little bit more from he rather than Al Horford, but I just don't think that he's going to be able to duplicate 27, 9, and 5 like we wound up seeing in that game as well. I know that there are a lot of people that they do like the under in this game. And if I were to look anywhere, I would be looking at the under. I think that this is something very valuable to take a look at in-game as well because up until that fourth quarter, like we wound up seeing in Game 3, this was going to be going way in that over. So if you wound up taking a live under in pretty much any circumstance in Game 3, you were able to get there. And if you wound up taking it in the second half, you were able to get there very, very comfortably because, I mean, this game just wound up completely dying. And we've really seen it with a lot of these games, the ebbs and the flows. The Golden State Warriors have owned the third quarter. The Boston Celtics, to the surprise of many people, including myself, because he figured that the championship pedigree of the Golden State Warriors will be coming out a little bit more. They have owned the fourth, but I do think that you're going to see a little bit of a better effort here on the glass for the Golden State Warriors. I do think that it's very key that the ancillary pieces wind up stepping up. You don't need Kevon Looney to go out there and give you like 15 plus points if you're the Golden State Warriors, but you need him to be able to hold his own on the glass. You need him to go up against a Time Lord and wind up playing, I would say, even up on the glass after Robert Williams. 10 rebounds, 4 blocks, 3 steals. He was a complete menace on defense. So 
clearly the Golden State Warriors have found some things that have worked. They have found some things that have not worked. And I do think that the Golden State Warriors could be able to bounce back. I'd be looking at them outright. I want to see how Steph Curry winds up looking a little bit earlier on in this game, though, because Steph Curry dealing with that ailment as he wound up stepping on Al Horford in Game 3. You just want to be able to see him out there in general because I think what is even more important than these guys like Robert Williams along with Steph Curry playing is them actually playing close to 100% because even a lower body injury when it comes to shooting, if you wind up having your feet a little bit out of sorts, if you wind up dealing with a little bit of an injury, that could wind up taking a little bit out of you. So that's why I'm taking a look at with regards to Game 4 of the NBA Finals. And what we're taking a look at here on VEASAN is, if you're listening to me live, a replay of myself for three hours. And if you're listening to the replay, you're going to have follow the money coming your way 4 to 7 a.m. Pacific time if you're looking Eastern time, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers. Insiders and handicappers. Insiders and handicappers. Insiders and. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.